0: Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Clark & Miller English Podcast. And if this is your first time here, welcome. Good to have you here. Um, Everybody is welcome first, second, third, or fifth or twentieth time. Um, so yeah, today what's happening today? Well, today I'm going to talk to an old friend, actually, uh, someone I've known for a long time. Um, I used to work with her. Um, Chrisia, her name is Chrisia from Lightning English. She has her own company now, um, and yeah, Chrisia's thing is is quite cool. She's um, she's very good at getting you as a learner, as a student, as a, someone developing your English. Uh, so i very good at getting you into this uh, mindset to do really well. But, you know, that sounds really abstract and waffly, of course. But she's the thing about Chrystia, she doesn't just give this sort of random abstract information. She tells you how you can do it, how you can actually make these things actionable, to use a, a ghastly business English expression there. Actionable. Um, but she's great. She, she takes uh, what you need to, how you need to be thinking and, and how, you need to be, how you need to have your mindset and shows you how to, how to get there. So today, we're mostly going to talk about that um, and lots of very, very useful tips that you can apply to your, your, your everyday life immediately. You can do them today and start getting into a, a much more healthy and much more productive mindset for learning English. But that's not all. Uh, There's something very special about today's episode because in this episode, you will be able to find out how to join a free webinar with Chrysia, which we are going to hold on the 15th of May. That's 2021. If you're listening in the future, after the 15th of May, you've missed it. I'm sorry. Too late. There'll be more. Don't worry. But yeah, if you're listening... um, this week that I'm in at the moment, uh, then, uh, yep, 15th of May, we're going to be giving a free webinar, that's a free classroom, where Chrystia will be able to give you even more tips on how to get into an English learning mindset. Um, So yeah, we'll talk about that. You'll uh, hear about how you can join it later. In this episode, we get the date wrong because we've actually since changed it. So just remember, 15th of May is the date. Ignore anything we say with any other dates on it. So, yeah, well, today, very quickly, I'll just let you know what we uh, what we cover. Um, today, I'm going to talk to Chrisya about uh, the weird places we worked at together and how we met. Uh, why students still can't speak English after studying English for years and years and years. Uh, why your problem, if you have it, could be that you're focusing on your English... Okay, that's very mysterious. Let's find out what happens there. Um, we also talk about taking action to build confidence to improve your English. How not to lose your personality in English. This is an important one. Um, we'll talk about that. I have lots of opinions on this and we'll, we'll hear them later. Finally, uh, five tips for adding English into your everyday life. Just five very, very actionable tips. Um, and I'm going to do that classic 2013 clickbait thing. Number four is brutal. Um, because it really is, number four is brutal. What's number four? Oh my God, you'll have to listen and check it out. Oh dear. Um, yeah, so these this is what we talk about. And um, yeah, let's just get started. Uh, here's me and Chrystia talking about all these things. <laughs> Okay, cool. I am sitting here with, well, virtually sitting here with uh, Chrissia. Um, hey, I'm Chrissia, great. how are you? How are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm really, really good. Um, enjoying my birthday yeah, week. Yeah, mine this week. was
1: last week, so. <laughs> I'm...
0: Ooh, cool! Did you did no, you do not anything really. cool?
1: Yeah, Lockdown, exactly. Right? I'm waiting until I can go out for sushi. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Ooh, yeah. That's a that's yeah. a game changer when that happens. Yeah. But um yeah, no, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. And yeah, we're going to talk to, well, we're going to talk to here today about uh, various things, uh, how we met, uh, starting off with that. And then we're going to look into confidence, how to build your confidence, how to remember words in English and how to um, sort of start using English, introducing English into your day. Every day, um, so we're going to look at a few things like that. Confidence tips for introducing English into your into your life. Um, so yeah, let's just, just get started. Thanks, thanks, thanks for coming, Chris.
1: I'm really excited about this. So, yeah.
0: Yes, me too. Me too. This is going to be fun. Uh, cool. Let's start by like how we met because we, we go Yeah. Far, what is it? Right? Fifteen years. Could it be
1: that long? Oh, that's oh,
0: terrifying. But it's <laughs> it's almost. Yeah, it's more like thirteen. Luckily, yeah, that's thirteen. Right. Yeah.
1: So we met in Turkey, mm-hmm. in Istanbul, and, uh, at an yes. intense kind of five-day English course, an immersion course. It was a really unique experience, I think, teaching there, but I think also for the that students was... learning.
0: Yes, I think so. Yeah, I, I, it was really yeah. intense, uh, very intense. I think that's the best word because the students are with the teacher for nine yeah. hours, right? Every yeah. day for five I mean, days. Really, um, like,
1: that's a lot of time together.
0: It's so intense, yeah. Anyway, we, we, we had breakfast mm-hmm. and lunch with them, and you have to just get really um, locked into the English zone when you when you when you're doing that. Um, it was a very strange place to work, and I think it was probably strange for the students too. But what, what do you think the pros and the cons were of like this intense? Well, learning I think that intensity
1: worked on both sides. I think it was good for some things, and it was bad for something. So. I think, um, Mm -hmm. especially as a teacher, I think that intensity was really good. I had everyone's focus all day, every day for five days. Like I knew that they were going to be there, that they were going to be engaged. They were there just to improve their English. And like, I didn't have Mm -hmm. to kind of fight with cell phones or emails or any other distractions. Um, So as a teacher... Yeah. And, and I think for the mm-hmm. students, it was also a unique experience in that way where they could just focus on their English for this five days and not have anything else to worry about. Um, and I also liked mm. that, you know, the way it was set up, we were we were very flexible with what we could teach. You know, there wasn't like a curriculum or an exam or anything. It was very flexible. Mm-hmm. Um That, you know, you could basically take whatever the people in front of you needed and teach it to them, um, which was great. I mean, it was great in terms of giving them what they needed. um, But I think there were definitely some limitations.
0: Yes. Yes. I mean, it puts a lot of demand on the teacher as well, because you have to create, what, 45 (laughs) hours worth (laughs) worth of stuff every week.
1: But I think I I learned a lot um, from that experience mm -hmm. of of having to, you know, think on my toes. You know, someone asked a question, I had to be able to Mm -hmm. answer it. It was better to be able to answer it right away. And so I got this whole kind Mm -hmm. of um, encyclopedia of knowledge of how to very quickly teach some of these um very commonly asked questions mm-hmm. and, and issues that people have yeah um i i still i still use some of them today some of those same answers i came up with all those years ago are just as relevant today
0: yeah That was great. yeah yeah um yeah it was kind of good and it was stressful and it was good <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so how you to...
1: enjoy that kind of stress yeah
0: yes yeah, productive <laughs> stress most of the time mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that's true um, how did you end up there? How did you end up this kind of very strange experimental <laughs> school?
1: Yeah, you know, I was teaching at a quote unquote normal English course mm-hmm. before that, where you know you go in, there's a syllabus, there's a curriculum, there's textbooks and mm-hmm. a classroom with a whiteboard, and um, I realized after two years of teaching there that I had a lot of students, and it was one specific incident that caused this, but I had a, vi- a friend visiting from the States. And I invited my class of upper intermediate students that I had had from beginners. So I'd had them for a while, they had progressed through the levels, they, they were doing well. And I invited them to go to the cafeteria at the break and talk to my friend and none of them would. Mm -hmm. They were all afraid to speak to her. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, they've been doing English for years now. They've spent every weekend here for the last two years and they don't want to speak English to someone. There's a problem here. Mm -hmm. But then I realized that it wasn't just my students. You know, my roommate was also a teacher there and her students didn't want to, nobody wanted to talk to this native English speaker who was sitting in the canteen looking for Turkish people
0: to speak to. Too afraid. Like
1: nobody wanted to talk to her. Mm -hmm. Everyone was afraid. And I thought, well, this isn't me. This is a problem with what we're doing here.
0: I think this is something that's going to be quite familiar to a lot of people listening because it's, you know, we hear this story a lot, don't we? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you, 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 you spend like nine hours a week taking evening classes or like whatever in the morning, whatever, um, Going to don't go into lessons, learning about the grammar, learning doing reading exercise, listening exercise, duh da duh, 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 go through the levels, all the levels, all the way up to upper intermediate, and still nothing really solid. I mean, yeah, maybe yeah. you understand how some grammar things actually work, but can you use them and yeah, I think it's really really, really common um uh, problem. So yeah, so what did you do about it? <laughs> what, what, so I
1: started, I started looking around. I was like, well, there must be some other way to teach English. Mm-hmm. There must be some other way where when people learn, they actually use it. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I discovered this course that we both ended up at.
0: Um, so you, you, thought, were, you were looking for something was, different.
1: I was looking for something different. Mm-hmm. I realized that it wasn't, you know, we had all had the same training. We were all doing the same thing and we were all getting the same results. Um, so I was looking for something that was not just a little bit different, mm. but drastically different. Mm. And that's how I came across this kind of boutique immersion learning environment. And, and I went for a, a, a visit and I visited on the first day of this beginner group where the, the five people there knew absolutely nothing. And I sat there with them with for breakfast with their teacher. Mm-hmm. And then I came back on the Friday afternoon after they had done this five days, and they had questions for me that they had thought about on the first day, and I came and joined them for breakfast, and they were like, "Oh my gosh, where are you from? What do you do? You know, what are you doing here in Turkey?" They were asking me all of these questions, and mm. these were beginners.
0: So um, we're looking at were, mm-hmm. after five days, sort of let's say, just activated their English yeah. uh, from nothing yeah. to actually being able to hold a basic but a solid conversation.
1: Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think what what really impressed me was that they weren't focusing on their English. They were focusing on getting answers to their mm-hmm. questions. Mm-hmm. And that to me was the key. That was the breakthrough that, you know, that they needed to make as students and that for me as a teacher, that's the breakthrough. That's what I want my students to do. I don't want them, you know, every sentence they say in English, they're thinking about, okay, is this the right grammar? Mm-hmm. Did I use the right you know, word order or the right tense—that's that's irrelevant. I want them to think: Am I getting the information out there that I want out in the world? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and this this was happening, and so I was like, "This is where I want to be."
0: Cool. I want to interrupt you very quickly because that's a really good point there. Like focusing on getting answers, not focusing on your question. Because yeah. It's it's quite common advice to tell students, you've got to focus on the communication, don't worry about the grammar. I mean, this is this is becoming mm-hmm. very common now, thank God, thank God, because mm-hmm. yeah. it wasn't <laughs> in the past.
1: No, it wasn't.
0: Um, yeah. But yeah, that's still quite an abstract thing, isn't it? You know, mm-hmm. focus on communication, okay. not your language. I mean...
1: Yeah, what does that what does actually that mean? mean in the real world? But I think... Actually, mm-hmm. in the, I'm going to give you some tips later on. Mm-hmm. Um, give uh, your listeners some tips mm-hmm. on how to how to really incorporate English into their daily life. And this is one of the things that's really important. What Where your focus is mm-hmm. when you're speaking.
0: And that's it. Yeah. yeah. Instead of abstractifying mm-hmm. <laughs> as a strategy for students, you know, no one's got time to break that down. Yeah. Focus on getting yeah. answers. Don't focus on your question. That's really simple. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. that means yeah. communication. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Literally. <laughs> yeah, totally. Cool. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay. So, um, Yes, so that's how you ended up at uh, the, the, the intensive school.
1: Yeah, but I also wanted to say something that happened mm-hmm. very quickly that I noticed uh, mm-hmm. when I was there was that they, um, the students who came back, so they would do five days and then maybe come back two months later. Mm-hmm. And they were coming back and they were at the same level when they came back as they were the first time they came. They didn't, like, they had improved over the five days, but then somehow in the time in between finishing the course and then coming back maybe a month or two later, they had slipped back to the same kind of base level where they started. And that was a real problem for me as a teacher because now I couldn't just teach them the same thing again the same way. And secondly, because then they've basically wasted their time and I've wasted mine. So... I really started investigating ways to have them maintain their improvement
0: mm. over the long term. Okay, cuz this is a big one, isn't it? This is another common yeah. problem for a lot of English learners, language yes. learners that yeah. you make some improvement and then you relax and then you kind of forget yeah. about it and it all goes and it's very frustrating.
1: Yeah, and yeah. I think people feel I know I know this is com- this has happened to me also yeah. as I learn other languages you get to this kind of level and it's like your baseline level Mm. and it may go up for a little while if you, you know, have a few days of intensive use, but then it goes back to that baseline level. And I know here in Denmark, I have a lot of students who that baseline level is where, wherever their English was when they left high school.
0: Oh Wow. Okay.
1: You know, um, and they've had to do a little bit in the business world, but you know, their, their English is still at whatever that high school level English was. And there's this feeling of I'm stuck in this place and I'm not getting any better. And yeah, yeah, this is very common, isn't it? Getting past that is, is, is really my mission to get my students past that. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. I don't
1: want them to be, I want a new baseline that is higher, that is better than where they were before.
0: Yeah. So yeah. So things don't get forgotten. Things stay active um i get i've got a feeling that this is going to be part of the tips you're going to give at the end of this podcast so (laughs) i won't i won't ask you what you ask them listeners you're just going to have to keep listening to the end now um oh no um so yeah we're looking forward to those tips on how to this i got that right right like
1: yeah this integration Yeah, i'm gonna mm include some of it there okay
0: cool we'll talk about that then so um yeah, I wanted to ask you, following this uh, theme of of how we met and where we met, like, what have you been up to since? Um, yeah, so we, we've gone our separate paths. So
1: <laughs> yeah, we have. And so since Turkey, I mo- I got married to a Danish man and moved to Denmark.
0: Cool. And That's a good I'm sentence. A <laughs> 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 Just sounds good. <laughs> Doesn't it? Okay. I don't know why. So- <laughs> now
1: I'm in Denmark and I've been I've been here for the last ooh, almost twelve no eleven years. Mm-hmm. I've been here for the last eleven years and teaching English off and on. Mm-hmm. I mean I've been teaching on the side for a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um and then just in the last year and a half I've decided to really just step out and start my own business and do it full time.
0: Great. And I think this so, is something that our listeners can be interested in because you have, you have your own sort of online, I don't want to call it a teaching company because it's more, it's, it's like coaching, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I really like to refer to it as coaching mm-hmm. because I think what I do in terms of teaching, I mean, teaching is a small part. People want to improve their English, yeah? Mm-hmm. But they, they want that for a reason. Nobody just wants to have better English. They want to be able to do something. Um, And so I help them to start with the English that they have and do that thing they want to do and then get better and better at doing it. So Mm -hmm. whether it is, you know, um, speak up in meetings or write emails to clients or whatever it is, but I help them to do what they want to do in English better.
0: Cool. So you sort of focus on a, a goal, a communicative goal, shall we say?
1: Yeah, that's part of it. But mm-hmm. then there's a lot of mindset. So yeah, that's uh, one attention. of the things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the things that I've realized, you know, over the years teaching is that, you know, I could teach and people can learn the grammar and learn the vocabulary, but they're still going to do the same things they were doing before if they don't have the confidence. If they don't have the confidence to say, okay, I'm actually going to write this email and click send, or I'm actually going to Put up my hand at this meeting and say something. And that confidence doesn't necessarily come from having better English. People mm. always think if I improve my English, then I'll be able to speak up in the mm. meeting.
0: It's and more, it's completely
1: it? wrong. <laughs>
0: it's, it's, it's <laughs> okay. wrong. Yeah. And
1: I yeah. hate to, you know, it's it's a hard lesson to learn, especially if that lesson takes, you know, hours and hours of training and uh, thousands of kroner or euros or whatever you're spending. Um, to find out that yeah I've improved my English but I still am just as afraid to put my hand up in the meeting as I was Mm -hmm. two months ago six months ago
0: yeah that's Um, that's a really good point differentiating your English level and your English skills with your level of confidence and self-esteem when it comes to speaking English okay so how how do you sorry sorry for interrupting I just wanted to ask how, how do you approach that um
1: yeah, so one mm-hmm. of the things that I do is really, you know, actually have conversations about this. About what does it look like to do that thing that you want to do? Why aren't you doing it now? Um, what is holding you back? Um, we look at different ways of incorporating, you know, English into their life so that it actually becomes easier. Taking all the little steps that it takes to get to that big step, because mm-hmm. every 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 journey. Is just little steps,
0: mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So
1: it's figuring out what those little steps are with the client, and and taking them together.
0: Cool. So this is sort of little practical steps that work for something quite abstract, like a sense of confidence. Yeah. You, you just yeah. build through those you just steps, build mm-hmm. week
1: by week, mm-hmm. uh, action by action. Mm-hmm. I am all about taking action. Mm-hmm. I think it's great to learn stuff, but there's no point in learning something if you're not going to do anything with that. Knowledge. Yeah. So. My when I when I work with people, whether it's one on one or in groups, I also do online courses. I do workshops online, um, whatever it is. It's all about taking action. And yeah. The key is what are you going to do?
0: Right. And that's it. And you take people who. So in a way, um, do you find yourself building your your students or your clients uh, confidence more than teaching them English is it is it more oh 100
1: yeah mm-hmm. we spend so much more time on that than we do on the English because what they actually find is that you know what their English is probably okay where mm. they are to do that thing um but if you could just do that thing yeah <laughs> then you can look at okay now I'm doing that thing that I wanted to be able to do how's my English for that so yeah you have to build the confidence first. One of my uh, coaching students uh, re- refers to me as his personal trainer. Mm-hmm. I'm his personal trainer for English. So he knows that he has to work out um, and he knows that he should be working out. Mm-hmm. But I'm the one there saying, okay, do it now. go." Mm-hmm. So, oh, but I'm tired. Nope, do it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. so I'm, I'm there to kind of really push people past their where they feel their limits are and to find new limits and to find new new challenges
0: that's very cool and you you've managed to describe what you do without mentioning your (laughs) your your company name (laughs) that's funny yeah Yeah. so my
1: company is called lightning english and you can find it at lightningenglish.com i have um online courses i have one-to-one coaching i have uh, group coaching but I also do free lessons every mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. And when I say lessons, I, I'm sure people can figure out now that it's not like grammar lessons or vocabulary lessons. It's really lessons on how to use your English, how to become better at using English in your daily life.
0: Great, And that's all so accessible those... from your website, right? Everything's there. Yeah,
1: you can get everything from the website. Cool. Yeah, for sure. And the lessons that I do are um, on my YouTube channel and in my Facebook page um on my facebook page
0: cool. every wednesday so yeah cool but
1: they're all available on my website as well
0: free lessons no one can turn that down um yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> every week fantastic and mm-hmm. i'm just thinking about the confidence thing i was thinking of like a sort of metaphor because i get this um i get this with like my well it's like my third language now i guess with bulgarian um yeah turkish is actually okay i'm much more confident with my Turkish now. Mm-hmm. Um, some say arrogant, but I beg to differ. Um, but, yeah, fine line. Yeah, it's a fine line. It's, it's perspective. Um, but yeah, no, um, this whole thing about, it's about performance, isn't it? Like, um, Really? I think, because I've started a new music project and it's quite new and I'm playing like guitar and, and singing like at home, like every day, working on, on these songs. And then I take it to like my band, And um, even though I can like completely nail it at home, when I'm in front of just my, like, you know, two of my best friends. Yeah. Like it's, it's a hundred percent, like a total difference. Um, Yeah. It's a completely different. being in front of people. And yeah. mm -hmm.
1: But there's also a balance. You mm will also wouldn't go in front of them and say, Hey, look what I, look what I, check this out. And you wouldn't go and just, figure it out for the first time right in front of <laughs> them, right. you know, so there, there is this balance between practice and performance yeah. and figuring out, well, okay, I do need to practice on my own. Mm-hmm. I do need to kind of get myself to the point where I can do this. But I, at some point I have to say, okay, that's enough. Let me go and show it to someone yeah. and expect that when I go and show it to someone or when I go and have a conversation with someone or write that email to someone, it's not going to be perfect. Yeah. And taking away that expectation of perfection, mm-hmm. I think is a really, really important step. Even
0: if like it's, sorry, ex- mm-hmm. sorry, go, sorry, go, go on. I was going to say, even if it's kind of perfect when you do it by yourself, yeah, it's going exactly. to not be when you do it out there. Yeah, right? because
1: it's a different experience. Yeah. It's a different experience of the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I use an example often um, in my workshops and in my teaching of tennis players, mm-hmm. you know, they'll practice a serve and it's perfect. They can serve perfectly like every time in practice. And then they go and they're in a big tournament and guess what? It goes into the net. It doesn't mean that they they can't serve perfectly. Mm. It means they have to say, okay, that one's gone. Mm-hmm. Let me try another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that's the same when you when you're speaking. Maybe you you know how to say a sentence perfectly when you're on your own, but you're under the stress of a Performance situation, it's gonna come out wrong sometimes, and you have to say, you know what, let's try again, second service.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah. You only get two chances in tennis, right? Yeah, in tennis,
1: you only get two chances.
0: Language, you get many more.
1: You get as many as you need.
0: So, many giving as...
1: yourself, mm. giving yourself that kind of leeway to make mistakes and mm. not say, oh, I made a mistake. I'm never gonna say anything ever again. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, so, yes. So if you could sort of encapsulate, I know it's it's, it's a big issue, but if you can encapsulate some simple uh, advice for dealing with confidence issues and performance issues... You know, like everything okay. we've been talking about. What, what would you say if you had like well, one minute I, to explain to a, to a student? Oh,
1: one minute to explain. Well, I think they'll be covered in the five tips that I'm giving. So maybe it's a good, a better summary.
0: Okay. Is to
1: give the tips.
0: All right, let's do of, that then. Okay, or, so yeah. the question is, have you got <laughs> any tips uh, for adding English into your day, for incorporating English into your everyday everyday life?
1: Yes, I mm-hmm. definitely I have five tips for incorporating English into your everyday life and doing that will build your confidence and will build your kind of feeling of English as something that I as a tool that I can use to do all of these different things that I wanna do. So I'm gonna start with tip number one and it is just that. Number one is oh, actually, Dude,
0: <laughs> sorry. Well, well.
1: I want to let you know that these tips, uh, you can find them in a PDF ah. at lightningenglish.com slash tips. And you're going to have these five tips as a PDF and a little bit of uh, work that you can do to help in each of them.
0: Well, that's great. So if if anyone listening misses one or two of the tips, you can get them yeah. online. lightningenglish.com forward slash tips. Slash tips. Yep, that's it. Okay, great. Cool. I'll say that one more time at the end of the episode. Um, Great, cool. Okay. But yeah, go. Let's 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 hear okay. them. five. Was it?
1: So, yes, it's five. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, tip number one is use English as a tool and don't make it a goal. So, your hmm. goal—if you say my goal is to be uh, an advanced level English speaker—yeah, that's not going to work, <laughs> okay? Because <laughs> that's not a goal. That's not that's uh, kind of that's your aspiration in your English, but. What do you want to do with it? Mm -hmm. I want you to, like, if you start thinking, what do I want to be able to do with my English? Then you're on the right track. If you want to, you know, say you want to travel and speak English. So if you say, I want to be able to go to a restaurant and order food and, you know, talk to people I meet in English, then that's your goal. English is just the tool. Mm -hmm. And then it also takes away, again, that expectation Sorry, that expectation of perfection. Because if you can order and you get the food you wanted, then you've reached your goal. It's not about having perfect English. It's about doing the thing you want to do, whether it is, you know, ordering food or making a presentation. You know, if you've made that presentation and the people understand it, if you made mistakes, it's not a problem because they've gotten what they needed to get from that presentation. Yeah. Okay, so... Thinking of English as a tool and not a goal is the first tip for improving your confidence and improving your English.
0: That's good. I'm going to make a comment on that later, but I want to see what's next. Okay. The
1: second <laughs> is, and it's kind of linked, and it is to focus on the message. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to focus on the message and not on the language. Mm-hmm. If you have something to say, then, you know, and, and something important to contribute to a conversation, then if you truly feel that you are contributing something, then the language that you use is not going to be as important as the message mm-hmm. that you're conveying. Yeah. The message that you're trying to get across to that other person. If you think of, you know, um, again, you know, I I deal with a lot of business English users, so mm-hmm. the work envir- environment is really important. And if they are in a meeting And they're talking about something that's actually really important and they have some information that would be useful to the people in the meeting. If people are afraid to speak, it's usually because they're thinking about from their point of view, um, you know, if my English isn't good enough, then I'm going to be embarrassed because of how people hear what I say. Mm -hmm. And so they're focused on their English. But if you think, okay, what I have to say is actually going to contribute something to this meeting, these people need the information that I have. And so Mm -hmm. I'm going to focus on getting that information to those people. And as soon as you shift that focus, then you can get over some of that fear that comes from, oh my God, they're going to think I'm stupid or they're going to think my English is bad. Instead, it becomes, they're going to be grateful for this, that this piece of information that I'm contributing to the conversation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is cool. Yeah. yeah. Quick comment, quick comment on this. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. This reminds me of the focusing on getting answers. Um, yeah. Piece of advice you gave uh, earlier on. It's the same. Yeah. It's the same. It is same, literally the it? same piece mm-hmm. of advice. And mm-hmm. so it
1: works for your speaking, your reading, your listening and your mm-hmm. writing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, whether it's, um, whether it's, Someone else speaking, and you trying to understand them, because there will be other people speaking, and maybe you have trouble understanding their English. But if you're mm-hmm. focused on the message, then you can. Say, then it's not so embarrassing to say sorry, I didn't catch that and I really want to know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So can you repeat it? Mm-hmm. It's very different from, oh, my English is bad, so I need you to repeat it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's but a
1: completely different mindset.
0: Yeah, I was going to use that word, mindset. Ties in completely yeah. to the mindset. I think sometimes yes. it helps. It depends what your first language is because it, for obvious reasons, it's it's different from country to country and place to place. But it's very easy for us as sort of uh, first language English speakers to Remember times when we communicated, had a great sort of chat or, or a relation, knowing someone well who, who mm-hmm. didn't have like what we would call like correct grammar or correct um, English, but they 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 communicated really really well. Um, I had a friend yeah. friend from Japan when I was in my early twenties, and you know like if you just saw his his what he said. Written down, you'd be like, "Oh, this is a complete hot mess." But he he mm-hmm. actually communicated really well, and he was really easy and enjoyable to spend time with. And right. if you can think of someone where you've you've had that as uh, in in your first language, so I guess if you're Danish, you may not have encountered too many people trying to speak Danish um, from yeah, other countries. Yeah, because they
1: all you know here in Denmark, everyone just switches to English if they right. hear you speaking bad Danish. Uh, like, oh. We- in English. It's like
0: the Netherlands. <laughs>
1: it a, yeah. <laughs> a problem for me
0: learning. <laughs> Not enough opportunities <laughs> to practice. Yeah. yeah. But if you're from somewhere like Spain or Portugal, mm-hmm. you're probably used to hearing other people like speaking your language. And it's, you know, remember the ones who communicated well, but even if they weren't using good grammar, because that's that's the most important yeah. thing, isn't it?
1: And it usually has to do with the passion, you know, how passionate they are about what they're talking about, mm. how interesting they are as a person Mm -hmm. so another thing that I've noticed over the years is that often people lose their personality when they switch to English you know you learn English through these kind of techniques that have you focusing on grammar and vocabulary and all of these very kind of set rigid formulae for for making up you know for creating a sentence or whatever so you lose your personality Mm. those little things that make you you are Mm -hmm. gone you know, in, in kind of search for perfect English. And I think it's really important to in, include those things in your English. And that comes from focusing on the message.
0: Yes. Things like being able yeah. to like make jokes and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. if, it, even if you don't have the grammar to support it, it, it still mm-hmm. comes across, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's a really good point. I
1: had, I have a, yeah. I have a student, uh, a coaching student who uses smileys all the time when she writes emails you know in danish mm-hmm. but then when she writes english there's no smileys and i said to her we're all the smileys she's like oh but it doesn't feel right because it's in english i said well then you need to write in english in a way that feels right to put a smiley in mm-hmm. because then it's you mm-hmm. and as soon as she started doing that she started thinking of how she would have to say this in english to put that little smiley in. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, her personality started coming through.
0: Cool. That's a good message. example. So, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I use a lot of smileys so, too. Yeah. <laughs> I know how she feels. <laughs> but yeah, no, I should try that in Bulgarian. Excellent. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So, that, okay. that was the second, that was bit, the second so one. Focus on the message.
0: Okay. Yeah. Number three.
1: Number three, include English in your daily life. Mm-hmm. So, look at the things that you do now and See if you can do some of them in English. And I don't mean just like, oh, watch TV in English. That's what everyone says. Mm -hmm. I watch TV in Mm -hmm. English. That's fine. But I mean, like, for example, on social media, a lot of people are on social media. Maybe you're in Facebook groups. I'm in, for example, I'm in some parenting groups on Facebook because I have two kids. Mm -hmm. Um, And so now what I've done is because I'm trying to improve my Danish, I found some parenting groups in Danish. And again, it goes back to, you know, Goes back to number two and number one, where I'm using the the language as a tool. I'm not going into that group to practice my Danish. I'm going in there to figure out what to do about my kid, you know. <laughs> and then it becomes about the message, you yeah. know.
0: Yeah, that's a and really... then when somebody mm-hmm. sorry yeah. sorry on, when somebody
1: asks for some advice or a suggestion, you know, maybe somebody with kids younger than mine or a problem that I've had to deal with with my kids, then I don't care if my Danish isn't perfect that person really wants to know how to get their baby to sleep and I have something that can help them so I can focus on the message and they are not going to care if I use the right you know gender for the noun you know so being in a situation where you're actually um, talking about something that's important to you that matters to you Mm -hmm. um really really
0: helps and being like valued In your second language or in the
1: language you're learning. Yeah. Exactly. So also, for example, for work related things, I'm doing a lot of online marketing and figuring out how to set up an email list and stuff like that. Well, I've joined some lists, some email lists in Danish about people who deal with online marketing in Danish. So now I'm getting the language for it while I'm learning how to do it. So it's not just about how do I do this? It's about how do I do this in Danish? And then when I talk to other people about it in Danish, I have all the words I need.
0: Yeah, because all the vocabulary and the the key phrases and all that stuff. It's all right there. That's great.
1: Yeah. Google searches in the language that you're trying to Mm -hmm. get. You know, doing... um, Looking, looking for YouTube videos on on different things. You know, mm-hmm. one of the things is when I was in Spain, I was I lived in Spain for mm-hmm. a year and I didn't speak any Spanish when I went there, and I wanted to learn Spanish. I didn't want to spend money on Spanish lessons. That's I think you know, and maybe this is a little counterintuitive, <laughs> but I decided to go, and uh, I was living in the Basque country, in, oh, cool. uh, Bilbao, mm-hmm. and I did a Basque cooking class, but it was in Spanish. Yeah. About how to cook Basque food. And so I went not knowing any Spanish and we're cooking together and we went shopping together. I learned the names of all the things we needed. I learned how to read the recipe mm-hmm. in Spanish, figure things out, you know, watching, learning, talking, laughing with the other people there. And of course, by the end of this three month cooking class, I could have conversations in Spanish.
0: Yes, especially about cooking.
1: Especially about cooking, mm-hmm. but also about, you know, we're sitting and eating, people are talking about their mm-hmm. family, they're talking about what they're doing this weekend. I mean, there were so many different conversations. And that was my Spanish class. That's it was a
0: actually amazing, a cooking class. Cool example. I think offered
1: free by the <laughs> by the community I was in. It was a free class.
0: Oh great. Much, yeah. much more productive than lessons, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. This reminds reminds me of something, and I want to mention it, and I hope I'm not treading on your toes and interfering with point four or 5 We'll see. Um, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, this whole idea of genre, you know, like um, language, it kind of revolves around what the topic is you're talking about, right? So mm-hmm. that's very, very heavily determined by what you're talking about. So if you're talking about mm-hmm. uh, raising kids or if you're talking about cooking, uh, Basque food, um, or if you're talking about content marketing, the language is going to be completely different um, from yeah. topic to topic. So that's an, maybe another interesting strategy. Um, I've just thought about it. So obviously this needs <laughs> to percolate a little bit, but um yeah, like do something in one topic, one genre like cooking, do something in another genre and jump from genre to genre and you'll build up a very interesting web of, of, of vocabulary and, and phrases and stuff.
1: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And actually, that's going to come up a lot in uh, my masterclass, Mm -hmm. The Secret to Improving Your English Vocabulary Without Studying. Which we will talk about very soon. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. But this idea of there are separate kind of vocabulary sets, but Mm -hmm. there's also a lot of overlap. Mm -hmm. So bear that in mind as well as, you know, the focusing on the things you want to be better at is really important.
0: Yeah, but we will be talking about that after points four and five.
1: Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So, point
0: (laughs) four. Okay.
1: And this is the one that's going to really help you to kind of really increase your confidence. And that is to challenge yourself to do more in English. Do the hard things. Those things that you think, oh, when my English is better, I'm going to, yeah, fill in the blank. Well, that thing that you're going to do, do it. Do it now when your English is where it Mm -hmm. Um, Because doing that thing makes your English better. It pushes you to figure out what you need to be able to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, So I think that one. This is this. I like this piece of advice. but This is probably the most difficult one to swallow so far because it's scary (laughs) as hell. Yeah. And it's like you have you have to set yourself up for failure when you do this. Right. Because. I guess the goal isn't to walk away having done it well. The goal is to walk away having done it terribly so you know what you need, right? right. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and so it's it's also about finding mini versions of that thing. Mm-hmm. So if you want to say, I want to be able to, get, to give a TED Talk in English, then your, your challenge isn't to go out and give a TED Talk in English. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that's not it. Mm-hmm. But maybe what you can do is go live on your Facebook page and talk about that topic in anyway. English. Mm-hmm. You know, a mini version. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe it is to find a few people and just have an informal conversation about that thing. Yeah. You need to take little steps towards that thing that you want to be able to do.
0: Or well, set up a, a, a small mini uh, Toastmasters group. Yeah. Not, yeah. not the formal one, but
1: Yeah, and you want to also... Yeah. I mean, obviously, it depends on where you're starting from. Mm-hmm. So if you're starting from a place where you're already used to giving uh or to making small presentations in english then yeah you need to make it bigger but if you're in a place where oh my gosh i'm afraid to speak english in public at all to even three people mm. then that's where you need to start so it's looking at where you are and moving taking a little step forward from there yeah um yeah
0: that's the scary one number four that's the scary <laughs>
1: thing and that's the one where having a personal trainer really really helps. Right. because This is I spend a lot of time with my with my clients every week, you know, when they do my Mm. 10 week um, coaching uh, program, I spend time with them every week, both figuring out what the challenge is going to be and figuring out how to kind of get up the courage to do it. Yeah. 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 It really helps having someone in your corner who you know that you're going to have to report back to um, who you can call afterwards and say, oh, my God, I did it and I'm still sweating, but Mm. I did it, you know. So, yeah, having someone, <laughs> so, having, a, having a partner. Help. Yeah,
0: yeah. For some reason, because this one's so tough. I'm imagining that, you know, that guy in the corner of the boxing ring who, who keeps that's shouting exactly. at the boxer. <laughs> and it's like, knock him out, <laughs> knock him out.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, and I think that's really important, having someone mm-hmm. who can be there for you when you're mm-hmm. doing those hard things. Okay. Whether it's someone like me, your coach, or whether it's another friend who's also learning English mm-hmm. who you know you can kind of challenge each other, whatever it mm-hmm. is, it really, really helps
0: not to feel alone. That's a good one as well. If you have a competitive personality like I do, um, <laughs> finding someone and trying to trying to do it better than them yeah and you'll you'll end up getting good that's how i got good at playing the yeah. guitar And as guitar long as the other energy. person's
1: also competitive if yeah. the other person is like getting their confidence completely ruined every time, oh, yeah.
0: don't do that <laughs> <laughs> that's not a rewarding <laughs> success me, i have a, a
1: facebook group the mm. lightning practice group mm-hmm. where i try to encourage the people who are there to kind of team up and find someone who you can work with to challenge each other mm. and to make sure that you're you're staying on track and doing those things that you promise you're going to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. Yeah. So there are, there are some good strategies to overcome the, um, yeah. the terrifying nature of number yeah, four. crippling
1: fear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Advice. Yeah, for it.
0: yeah. It is yeah.
1: definitely doable. It's not just, okay, do the hard thing, go. No, mm-hmm. it's not.
0: <laughs> you need to set it up. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Definitely definitely
1: cool. Great. And the last, mm-hmm. the last tip is very kind of, uh, Ooh, ooh, it's very out there my tip is to be the person that you want to become ooh, abstract so it is quite abstract but i'm mm-hmm. gonna bring it down to to reality cool. and so i want to for example for me i want to be a person who um when when the conversation needs to be in danish to make the other person more comfortable then i will happily have the conversation in danish um I don't want to have to wait until my Danish is there. I want to be that person now. Okay, so it means going into conversations in Danish without starting with, oh, is it okay if I, you know, if we do this in English or, you know, not making excuses for anything, just going in 100% and doing it. -hmm. Um, Having that kind of feeling inside that I am a person who speaks this language Mm -hmm. and showing up as that person so one of the things I always tell people do not make excuses for your English do not Mm -hmm. apologize for your English if you are an English speaker then you don't start with oh I'm sorry about my English you start with hello my name is you know and you have the conversation be that person be an English speaker if that's the person you want to become. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be an English learner. Mm-hmm. If what you want to be is an English speaker.
0: Yeah. And you, you want to, what I'm saying? yes. And you want to talk about the things that you want to talk about. You don't want to talk about your own English. <laughs> that's a boring topic for everyone. Yeah.
1: As, soon as, you say, as soon as you go in apologizing for your English, people start looking for your mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As soon as you go in, feeling like you are less than what you want to be in this conversation or when you're writing this thing, then you lose all of the steps that you took in, you know, tips one to four. Mm -hmm. You lose that if you show up as someone who's not so good at English Mm -hmm. or who's learning and who's going to make lots of mistakes. No, come in as an English speaker and speak English.
0: Brilliant. Yeah.
1: It's okay to make those mistakes, but that's not who you are. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's that's a really good tip. Just, again, very, very simple. Make sure your starting position is one when you're totally over that whole self-deprecation stuff with your English. Start from the point after that, yeah. and you're in a much better position to just keep going and enjoying the conversation, probably. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I always tell my students that, Language is like a bridge.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If you're on an island and I'm on an island and uh, We want to have a conversation uh, We want to meet So we we have this bridge in between us. The thing is a lot of people say, oh, well I'm okay speaking to other non-na- non-native non English speakers But when I speak to a native speaker, I'm really nervous mm-hmm. and I'm really afraid of making mistakes
0: Yeah, very common. But this if
1: you think it. about that when you're talking with a non-native speaker then you're basically meeting in the middle of this bridge. You're both leaving your own island, your own language island, and meeting in the middle on this bridge and having a conversation. So it seems like it's easier.
0: That is such a metaphor. Is, That's great. Yeah, yeah. When
1: you speak mm-hmm. to a native speaker, that person is sitting on their island and you are walking all the way across the bridge to their side. So there is even less reason for you to apologize. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely no reason to apologize for your English. If you have walked the whole way mm-hmm. across, you're on their island speaking their language. Then if they if you make a mistake or if they have a problem with the way you speak, then you say, OK, let's go over to my island and speak my language. Then. <laughs> you know, and, you know, it changes the I think mm-hmm. coming at it from that position of power. You have power when you are speaking your second language to someone who is a native speaker. Yeah. that power comes from the fact that they can't do this in your language you are coming all the way across to them and if it's a problem for them then remind them you know <laughs> then say okay if you're having a problem with my english how about we do this in you know insert catalan. your language <laughs> yeah 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 catalan or arabic or mm-hmm. whatever language you're start- starting from mm-hmm. and it gives you back that power it gives you back that power And now instead of looking for your mistakes, they're thinking, oh, my gosh, thank goodness this person speaks my language.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: So use that.
0: That bridge (laughs) analogy is is fantastic. I've been trying to express that a lot over the years. Um, I did my my thesis on um, English as a lingua franca and this deals with all Mm -hmm. of this and that Mm -hmm. bridge, perfect analogy. Also, I like the fact that it's quite a Danish analogy because you have two islands linked by a bridge. (laughs) yeah yeah, right <laughs> most people would use a
1: boat um <laughs> yeah or, <laughs> like you <got> a
0: bridge. <laughs> yeah or just most places don't need a bridge for two islands it's usually mainland <laughs> to island or something yeah yeah
1: that's right yeah, okay yeah. sorry i've been here for too long no, i like it
0: that i should call it the danish analogy,
1: <laughs> the danish analogy.
0: <laughs> it's fantastic yeah. really good that's so valuable um Fantastic. Yeah, I'm just going to recap really quickly because I'm the sort of guy who's obsessed with recapping. Um, Yeah,
1: I think recapping is good. Yeah,
0: it's good. We're at the end. Okay, so if you've been falling asleep, wake up. Um, (laughs) English, uh, think about your English as a tool, not a goal. The goal is not to speak English well. The goal is to do whatever it is you're doing at the time. Tip one. Yeah. nice. Tip two, focus on the message, not the language. Are you trying to get information of somebody? Then focus on that information. Are you, are you providing information to someone? Focus on making sure they've got that information and ignore the language. Just use yep. it. This is good. I like yeah. one and two are quite similar, but they are they are distinct. They are, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, number yeah th-
1: two is kind of a way to make one happen.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yes, they run on from each other, don't they? Great. Uh, tip number three include English in your daily life. Okay. That's something that everyone says, but uh, yeah, join a Facebook group on parenting, uh, watch a masterclass or join a a cooking class. I like that one. I was thinking Mm -hmm. book clubs are a classic as well. Join a book club, a toastmasters class. Um, and yeah, if you want to expand your vocabulary and and just sort of get better at English, generally, uh, go from genre to genre if you've got time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. I like that so much. Um, Number 4 the scary one um challenge yourself to do more so um when you feel you're not ready for something that's when you need to do it.
1: Yes. <laughs> you're never going to feel ready. Oh that's
0: the scariest one. Um <laughs> by far. You're, yeah you're never going to feel ready. I like that. That's true. Just just do it. And your your goal is to fail with that one, right? Yeah. So you learn yeah. what you need and then next well, time you can succeed. No, because
1: when you say fail it, it implies that mm-hmm. the, the, the 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 uh, the goal was actually to do it perfectly. And your goal is to learn that you don't have to do it perfectly to do it.
0: That's much better. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And also fail is, is not a very positive word because yeah. yeah, your goal is to, to learn from the experience. You
1: can't yeah. fail if you did it.
0: So <laughs> Totally true. Nice. Mm-hmm. And number five, um, be the person you want to become. So simply make sure you're starting off by ignoring the fact that you may have limits in your in your English and just getting on with it, and uh, yeah. stop obsessing over over oh my god, my English isn't very good because um, it makes people uncomfortable too as well. So
1: absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they feel like they have to say no, no, your English yeah. is fine, or they uh, like
0: oh, and then skip that, just skip that part of the, all the time. Yeah, skip yeah. it. That's it. Go to <laughs> scene two. Um, yeah. Yeah. Great. And I, one, one thing I just sort of thinking about looking at all the advice, there's a lot of, um, sort of shifts in mindset seems to be quite a yeah. strong theme in in your advice, which is good because, yeah. um, there's not enough of that and it's quite abstract, but I like the fact that you can make it concrete and there are ways to make these very abstract pieces of advice real and immediate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah fantastic and
1: like i said in my weekly lessons i give tips on literal things you can do every day real things that you can do to make these things happen
0: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. that's fantastic and that does bring us on to the last thing we want to talk about because we've got an exciting piece of news um for people who are signed up to the clark and miller mailing list which is hopefully most of the people listening um you will be getting an invite uh when do we do it? I didn't didn't check the date. We made the date ages ago. It's soon, isn't it? It's in a couple of weeks, I think.
1: Yeah, March. May 8th, did we say?
0: Oh, it's in in May. Excellent. Yeah, before May the 8th, you will be getting an email um, inviting you to join a masterclass that Chrissy is going to be leading, um, the name of which is, I'm some posh English there, the name of which, Um, (laughs) shall I say it or do you want to say it?
1: I can say it. Okay. Uh, the, the secret to improving your English vocabulary without studying.
0: There you go. The secret to improving your English vocabulary without studying. I like titles that mean that you don't have to explain what it is anymore. Because that's
1: what that's I like to yeah. Yeah.
0: That's, that's what it is. That's what to it give is. You the yeah, it does what it says on the tin. So um, yes, if you're not signed up to our mailing list and you are interested in uh, attending Christy's masterclass, where she will be providing more tips uh, for improving your English, getting adding English into your day, changing your mindset, um, building up courage and confidence, um, I'm getting this right. All of this stuff is is there.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Cool.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and it's yeah. all free. But it's,
1: it's a mm-hmm. lot of very actionable things yeah. that you can do. To, to make your
0: vocabulary better. So it's bringing things more on the concrete side um, yes. from the abstract. So if you're interested in that, it's completely free, 100%. All you need to do is sign up to our mailing list. Uh, it wouldn't surprise you to know that you have to go to clarkermiller.com and you'll find a place to sign up. It's on the homepage. If you're reading our blogs, we have one of those slightly annoying pop-ups uh, where, you can, where you can get one of them too. So, yeah, sign up to the mailing list if you're interested in Chrystia's Masterclass in May. And I think that covers everything we've talked about. Oh, also, if you're interested in uh, the tips, the five tips that Chrystia gave, and you want them in on virtual paper, um, (laughs) then you you can go to... Let me see if I can remember this. I didn't write it down, but let's test my memory. LightningEnglish.com forward slash tips.
1: That's it. Ooh. T-I-P-S.
0: T-I-P-S. Like yep. the tea company. <laughs> Not endorsed by PG Tips. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it'll be on a Saturday afternoon or yeah. morning in mm-hmm. Europe and yeah, other times elsewhere. Uh, great. Yeah. Do you have anything you'd like to add, Chrysia? Any points? Any comments? No,
1: but mm-hmm. I have really enjoyed doing this with you and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, the master class mm-hmm. and yeah, I'm looking forward to meeting some of your uh, your listeners as
0: well. Yes, they're a good bunch. They're a good bunch. Um, the ones we've met, Great. lovely, lovely people, lovely people. Um, but yeah, no, it's been fantastic, Christy. Thanks so much. I, I've i taken a lot out of this, um, some amazing metaphors. And you have a knack of making like complicated things into two words and sum, summing them up, like, oh, wow. encapsulating them really well. So yeah, I'm going to take some of those and use them for my own learning and also give them as advice to other people. So, yeah, Great. thanks so much Thank for, you. yeah, thanks, thanks thanks so much for joining us. And, yeah, see you at the Masterclass.
1: Yeah, see you there. Cool. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. Okay, that was it. That was it. Um, I'm going to just leave you with a few links and a few pieces of information. Remember, to join the webinar, uh, just head over to clarkemiller.com more or less everywhere on the site you'll find somewhere to sign up to our mailing list so do that and then you'll be getting the notifications for the webinar and the invitation to join free Uh, remember that the webinar is on the 15th not the 8th as we were saying in the podcast because we've changed the date since we recorded the podcast and if you want uh, Chrissia's tips in PDF form, you can get them for free, the ones we talked about today. That's lightningenglish.com forward slash tips. Lightning, like thunder and lightning, lightningenglish.com forward slash tips. Um, yeah, and um, that's it. That was a really enjoyable conversation. It's always nice to talk to Chrissia. She's always full of really inspiring ideas and, and thoughts. And I hope to see you at the webinar. Until then, ciao for now.